Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, July 11th, 547 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, December corn futures up 16 cents at 639 and a half. November soybeans up 21 and three quarters at 1418 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat up 16 and three quarters at 908 and a quarter. September Kansas City wheat up 18 and three quarters at 964 and a half. September spring wheat up 25 and a quarter at 1017. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. We're getting close to 6,000 subscribers. I think we can do it this month. Uh, make sure you like the videos. Leave me a comment. Give me a crop update. Let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email has been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time every day. That email includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, lots of charts, graphics, uh, weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. On Friday, I went off topic a little bit, talked about investing, the stock market, uh, my general thoughts there, some longer term stuff that's been on my radar. And then yesterday, of course, I had a weather update. I do Sunday weather update videos um, uh, during weather markets in the summer and sometimes during the South American growing season as well. But this was out uh, well before the grain market opened last night. I talked about the weather forecast, uh, what I think it means for the markets. If you guys are interested in this sort of stuff, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation and nobody will try to sell you anything else. So we had a big rally in the grain markets last night and into this morning. It's because, in my opinion, we've got a dry forecast for the U.S. Corn Belt and for the U.S. Plains. Uh, this map on my screen is expected precipitation in total over the next seven days, and there's really a whole lot of nothing for most of the Corn Belt and most of the Plains, just kind of scattered stuff being offered, no organized or widespread system. Uh, your 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day maps really don't look any better. You look at the 6 to 10 below normal rainfall, above normal uh, temperatures being advertised, and same thing for the 8 to 14 day uh, period, which takes you out through July 24th. So we've got a dry stretch coming up here, and I believe that's the reason for the rally uh, last night into this morning. This is why we rallied on Friday also, at least in my opinion. So the forecast is friendly, guys. This is a classic uh, crop scare type event here in July. You know, the market's going to become worried about production potential when it comes to corn and soybeans in particular. Now, all that being said, there's some rain on the radar here this morning, and I don't know necessarily that this was in the forecast. You've got a whole bunch of scattered stuff over South Dakota, uh, northern Nebraska, and then this system over, say, west central Iowa looks pretty decent. Uh, if you guys are in any of these areas and you have some overnight totals or some idea of what actually occurred here, uh, let me know. I'd be interested to hear. You can just drop it in the YouTube comments. But generally speaking, guys, the, the forecast is dry. It turns warmer later this week. And this is a friendly deal in regard to the markets. This is the biggest thing that matters uh, in regard to the markets and market direction here today, at least in my opinion. Now, large money managers have been reducing length in the grain markets, at least through last Tuesday. CFTC released its weekly commitment of traders report on Friday. Now, this data is accurate as of July 5th, so I guess it's old news. But uh, in the week ending July 5th, funds were net sellers of 54,000 contracts of corn, 21,000 contracts of 
of soybeans and about 1,000 contracts of SRW wheat. Uh, the net long in the corn market as of last Tuesday, about 158,000. That was the lightest since October of 2020. The net long in the soybean market, the lightest since January. Uh, funds were likely, of course, uh, big buyers late last week and last night into this morning. But this is interesting, and this is kind of a theme that we've seen across commodity markets is that you know a lot of these large speculators have just liquidated, and we've seen a lot of uh, downward pressure, not just in the grains, but in a lot of commodities overall. So again, this stuff is old news this morning, but interesting to note that in that weekend in July 5th, there was some significant selling among large speculators. We do have a USDA report tomorrow. This is the uh, July crop production and WASD report. They, they uh, will change the production numbers because USDA is going to incorporate those June 30th acreage numbers uh, for corn and soybeans and everything else. So you'll see some adjustments to the production numbers. In terms of yield, uh, the trade is not expecting any change to the corn yield or to the soybean yield. That doesn't mean that it can't happen. Uh, in regard to ending stocks, you're going to see a lighter soybean ending stocks figure because of that lighter uh uh, acreage number. And this is the new crop number, of course, uh, for corn could be a little bit higher. I'll be curious to see what USDA does with demand. Uh, they may make some changes to the uh, overseas balance sheets. So a lot of things that are possible uh, tomorrow morning. That report will be out tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. Export sales reported on Friday were generally poor. Uh, weekly sales of old crop corn and soybeans were both marketing year lows. Wheat sales were generally soft, just 286,000. Uh, new crop sales of U.S. corn and soybeans were also poor. Now, despite a poor week, your uh, accumulated U.S. new crop corn sales are still the second best on record seasonally, just behind last year. Uh, soybean export sales are also the second best on record seasonally behind 2012. Accumulated wheat sales for the current marketing year are bad. They're the second worst of the last 10 years at least. So not a good look in export sales report uh, on Friday. Ukrainian farmers face a host of difficulties ahead of winter wheat harvest. Uh, there was a good story in AP uh, printed yesterday, the Associated Press. Bins that would normally be empty are full. Many farmers are risking bankruptcy because they have no option other than to sell their grain below cost. Farmers are tight on cash. They're going to have difficulty buying fertilizer, fuel, seed, paying salaries, all of those things. The UN and the West continue efforts to help Ukraine with their exports, although this doesn't appear to be an issue that will be solved anytime soon. The head of the Ukrainian Grain Association, Association said this, without opening the Black Sea ports, I don't see any solution for Ukrainian farmers to survive. And if they don't survive, we won't be able to feed African countries. So there's a lot of uh, stuff going on here still with Ukraine, big time problems. Um, I know that they're going to try to continue to ship grain via rail through Europe. It's an inefficient system. Uh, without these ports open, I mean, they're going to continue to face issues. Absolutely. COVID numbers in China are rising again. China reported 352 new COVID cases on Sunday. Daily figures have been hovering around 300 during the last week. That's the highest since May. New infections in Shanghai topped 60 yesterday versus near zero just a week ago. So you've now got some new concerns that lockdowns could again be initiated. Your nearby uh, SEP22 crude oil contract, the WTI, is below 100 bucks this morning, perhaps partially on renewed demand concerns. Now, many oil analysts continue to see kind of a bull story there in regard to supply and demand. Commodity markets in general have kind of stabilized in recent 
recent sessions. Uh, the Bloomberg Commodity Index has rallied like 6% from last week's low, but it had dropped about 20% from its June high. So you've seen a correction. Uh, you saw a big correction in commodities as a whole and a little bit of a rebound uh, last week. So we'll see what develops here uh, this week in regard to commodity markets as a whole. The cattle market generally lower on Friday in live cattle and feeder cattle. Uh, not much, uh, not anything exciting in the cash market. 137 in the South, 144 to 149 in the North reported. U.S. dollar index is sharply higher uh, early this morning. The S&P is down 22 points ahead of the cash open. The Dow's down 130. Bonds are up. Crude oil is down $2.25 in the September WTI, 99.28 last trade there. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.